this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindus in focus podcast i'm amit barua your host for today on october 8 the center announced that the struggling straight airline air india was being sold to the tata group for rupees 2700 crore in cash and rupees 15300 crore in debt Some analysts believe that the sale of Air India provides a major fillip to India's privatization program. Will the Tatas be able to turn around Air India, especially when they have invested heavily in Vistara and AirAsia India? Are the terms of the sale such where employee interests will also be protected? To answer our questions, we have with us today Probir Sen, who has been chairman of Air India as well as chairman and managing director of Indian Airlines. Welcome to the Hindus in Focus podcast, Mr. Sen. Thank you, Amit. Mr. Sen, my first question: Will the privatization of Air India and its handing over to Tata's resolve the ills that the airline has faced over the years? It's been estimated that Air India was losing twenty crore rupees a day. Correct. My experience in uh, the civil aviation sector, which stretches about ten years. as joint secretary director general civil aviation and then cmd the airlines i found that there was a series of ills that plagued all public sector undertakings to which air india and indian airlines were largely lucky to be free of because of the extraordinary boards that we had now the ills that i talk about is number one there's enormous amount of interference in the running of psus because you know the ownership is very dispersed so everyone thinks he's an owner of every psu so you have the ministry you have the bureaucrats in the ministry you have the minister in his office including his ps you have the pmo you have politicians and you have nine committees of parliament four times a year who grill you as if you are uh, as if you are accused and their only job is to cow you down so that they can get their favors whereas rusi modi had this iconic statement for tata steel we also make steel mine jocularly was a take off from that in between meeting civil servants politicians pmo officials and mps on committees i also run an airline the new enterprise as tatas are going to run it would be board driven the management would consist of much more professionals than you have in psus because the appointments would be made mostly on merit with very little nepotism and there would not be pressure to make unnecessary appointments as you have in psus the network that is where they will fly and the acquisitions what aircraft or what equipment they will buy will be decided on objective criteria and will be swift number 2 and that is what i consider most important for all organizations government or, or uh, private sector is uh, the morale that this purchase will bring it was a favorite adage of my chairman rusi modi that morale is to other factors as far as to one richard branson believed in serving the internal customer and improving morale and he said that would take care of the external customer in 2006 7 there was a small merger a loss of 234 crores then 2007 came the merger and 2007-8 it went almost to 10 times that is 2260 2226 crores loss 
The other great factor for the Tatas is the brand equity, the name Air India, which is associated like the Indian Army with the finest that we have to offer, the Maharaja, which un unwisely was blocked, and the symbol of the centaur, which used to uh, revolve around the Air India building in Naniman Point and was on every aircraft. And that was replaced by something which made no meaning whatsoever, the sun. Then the Tatas have deep pockets. This is very important. They will be willing to invest because you need to spend in order to earn. This I'm very clear about. So, Mr. Ten, I'm just going to ask you, you mentioned the deep pockets that the Tatas have. Yeah. So, they already have Vistara and they have Air Asia India. Yeah. Do you think they will be in for a round of mergers? What's your sense? Even if they don't go in for mergers, the fact that they can put in something in a loss-making organization, which is temporarily, I think, loss-making, would be something that could turn the organization around. Now, for instance, I'll give you an example of Indian Airlines. The Vijay Kelkar Committee, which consisted of very outstanding economists and finance people, Vijay Kelkar, Deepak Parekh, and Piyush Mankar, recommended a one-time infusion of 500 crores when Indian Airlines, the total amount that government had invested was only 125 crores. But that 500 crores, which I think was returnable also, never came. So the fact that you can invest and the fact that we, in fact, increase the salary of pilots to make it competitive, increase the advertising budget from 3 crores to 15 crores, all this made a difference in Indian Airlines. And this will make a huge difference, I think, in the Air India that Tata runs. Then, of course, they've got expertise. And latent in the senior employees is the memory and the knowledge and the training that they received under GRD Tata. GRD Tata certainly ran the best airline in the world. And I remember my father, who was in Burma Shell, when he used to travel abroad, uh, he, like many others, used to plan their trips according to the schedule of Air India. Because you've got the best service in the world. So the Tatas bid 18,000 crore for Air India, of which 15,300 crore is debt and the remaining 2,700 crore will be cash. Yeah. Does that sound to you a fair value for Air India? First of all, the figures are not all there in the sense of, you know, the valuation of assets and so on by an independent authority other than government. And I've never really understood finances or figures, nor tried to understand these. But from what I have read and what I have heard, what the Tatars offered was 40% higher than the reserve price fixed by government itself. Number two, the next highest bid of SpiceJet, Tata's bid was 20% higher. Now, if you look into the history from 2001, the government have been trying to sell partially or wholly. Air India, and it's never succeeded. And government, I think, had no choice, given the fact that whatever they did, the way things were managed, there was a loss of 20 crores every day. So this being the case, and unlike the sale of the hotel corporation hotels, which was purchased by either directly or by a firm of Ajit Kirkar, and then sold um, at a multiple profit shortly after, one has not heard any major sounds of alarm about, even from the unions, about the acquisition price being too low. Since you mentioned the unions, 
I understand that Air India and Air India Express have about 13,500 employees. Yeah. And the Tatas will not be able to retrench anyone for the first one year. Yeah. Uh, do you think the majority of the employees will be retained or, you know, post uh, the one year passing, uh, there will be a, ra- a round of uh, cuts uh, in jobs? Well, it depends on the sort of view you take. I was chairman of both airlines, Indian Airlines and Air India, but I was CMD of Indian Airlines, so I was more involved in the day-to-day working. And we had decided that we would not retrench or reduce networks or economize in any way in order to reduce our losses, which was then a very large sum for us, but it sounds ridiculous today, 200 and something crore. And we spread to the... the, uh, Near East, we spread to the Gulf. And after five years, at the end of my tenure, we made a profit of 45. Whereas Air India had always decided to shrink. It shrunk its network. It never went in for acquisition of aircraft. We went in for acquisition of 31 A320s. And even though you had outstanding people from the private sector, knowing that their tenures were short, they tried to short up the bottom line by not going in for purchases. Because if you don't, if you go in for purchase, your bottom line dips for the first few years because your other aircraft are practically worth zero on the balance in the balance sheets. I think Air India, for us, first of all, a one year period is not very long. Number two, whether they would like to retrench is something that is doubtful in my mind because there's a lot of expertise in these people, barring the loaders and the helpers, but the engineers, the pilots, well, marketing is something that you could get in better. I think the infusion of more talent and the spread of Air India would uh, result in uh, offsetting this problem that they may have. Now, there is a legacy with this 13,000 people or 14,000 people with agreements signed that could pose a problem because you have to carry on with their medical benefits and with other agreements. For instance, one of the agreements that we had in Indian Airlines was you couldn't take any lateral entry. So when the pilots started coming back, we couldn't take them. When the commanders started coming back, we couldn't take them as commanders. They had to come at the bottom as P2. So there was a very bright chap in Indian Airlines who suggested we start a new airline and we started Alliance Air. That is how Alliance Air came. We transferred the Boeings there. The pilots went into the new airline. And so in case Air India wants to divest itself of the legacy of unions agreements, they can always start a new airline and they would not be bound by that. Mr. Sen, uh, one of the things that has come to light is that the Tatas have bought the airline, aircraft, routes and landing slots. But the hangars and engineering facilities belong to Air India Engineering Services Limited. Yeah. And these are to be sold separately. Yeah. Is that a fair arrangement, you think? You see, when two people are bargaining, you try and get the best deal for yourself. And government thought that was so. And that seemed to have been accepted by the data. But you see, please understand what they got. They got 141 aircraft. They got a large number of trained personnel. They got 26% of the market share in India, which is a very large jump from what they had with Vistara and AirAsia. And they got the bilateral rights. Now, unfortunately, during a particular period, the ministry took the best bilateral rights from Air India and bartered them amongst the private sector. 
which is unfortunate and one of the reasons why Air India went into a spin. But they still have a large presence and bilateral rights. And they have 3 million members in their frequent flying program. So these are great assets. And together with their own brand equity, their global presence, their expertise in differing areas like steel, trucks, automobiles, telecommunications, hotels, etc. I think Tata's, it shouldn't be a problem with them to turn the airline around. Mr. Sen, you know, you've seen, uh, I mean, as much as anyone can, how the state ran airlines, the now defunct Indian Airlines, which was merged into Air India, the decision to ground Airbus A320 aircraft in 1990 by the then VP Singh government, and the August 2007 decision to merge Indian Airlines and Air India. Given the light, in the light of all these uh, developments, do you think the state should have been or sh- should remain in the business of running airlines? I would like to divide this question in two parts. That should be this, should the state be in the business of running airlines, as you asked? And is there a need for a national carrier? First of all, look at it historically. Government stepped in only in the early 1950s when t- nine private airlines fell sick. It was not you know, the government was wanted to take over profitable organizations. Similarly, the NTC was set up to take care of loss-making textile mills. The ITDCs and the State Tourism Development Corporations were set up because the private sector was unwilling to invest in anything outside the metros, not in Varanasi, not in Khajuraho, not in so many places. Someone had to do it for the development of tourism. So government... Now, what the Kelkar Committee recommended, uh, it's a very good report, which I think everyone should read. It's a very short report and it would have made Indian Airlines healthy for all time to come. What government recommended was not privatization of the airline, but privatization of management. Now, if government share was reduced from 51% to 49%, which is what they recommended. And they recommended Indian employees, Indian Airlines employees having... 10.6% and the public, meaning institutions of the public like the banks, having 40.4%. It would be all right. So what I'm trying to say is that it is management and not ownership that decides. And if something is given operational freedom, I was fortunate to receive operational freedom because I had a very powerful board appointed by no less a person than the Prime Minister. And it had Goenka, it had Pratap Reddy, it had Deepak Parikh, it had Shobhna Bhartia, and, and so on. So there was very little interference, practically none, I would say none, from government. And this led to a success story of leading out from a loss of 235 crores to 45. And by all the parameters by which an airline should be judged, uh, we did... Uh, much better than the private sector. We increased our aircraft availability from 4 out of 20 to 7 or 8 out of 20. So the point you're making is that the it's the management that counts and not ownership. Yeah. But one could also argue that those, uh, say if the government uh, has the power to decide if it is the owner, then it will pick up people of its choice who may not necessarily be the best people to run an airline. True. But uh, if you look where you found success, 
in chief executives you had uh, hmt under bill matulla fci under kt chandi ongc under colonel bhai maruti under rc bhargav and jagdish khattar railways under madhavrao sindhya indian airlines under mohan kumar mangalam as a minister and air chief marshal pc lal all of them were tremendous success stories so the point i'm trying to make is that if you allow operational freedom and you induct the proper talent there's no reason why government should not make a success of any enterprise then we come to this business of the need for a national carrier unlike the us uk australia and most european countries india has long and sensitive borders in areas where the surface connections are very poor such as jnk in the northeast so for ferrying troops paramilitary forces police personnel polling parties during elections and during national calamities i think it's a great idea to have a national carrier and as i i sought an interview and i i suggested to the then prime minister manmohan singh that if you look at you you can have this test you can have two or three organizations which don't have what i'm suggesting in two or three organizations that have in the same area and see the difference in results so we talked about a choice of chief executive based on talent a board based on talent a board that was non interfered companies that were board driven and i see no reason why a national carrier cannot be well run provided government is willing to do these things which of course is a question mark but now we seem to have abandoned that idea of a national carrier with uh, the sale of air india that's right that's right but i don't agree with that i'm i'm talking about a national carrier in the domestic sphere not necessarily in the air india was in the international sphere right but uh, the indian airlines was in the domestic sphere you're talking about an indian airlines type uh, entity that's right that's right and in fact one of the things that i had suggested was that you know the merger was a terrible mistake and all the committee set up from 1971 private sector public sector parliament government had cautioned against hasty merger and government did it again as it did in bayadur as it did in international airports authority so in in case you don't have these absurd mistakes taking place there's no reason why a national carrier cannot exist well we leave it there for today uh, mr sen thank you very much for joining the hindus in focus podcast thank you thank you very much for having in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon